Welcome back to the Life School Masterclass Show, a place where visionary leaders build a life and business legacy on purpose through mindset, branding, marketing, sales, systems, and team so they can make an amazing impact and income and positively affect their communities worldwide. Ensure that you are sharing the show, you're subscribing, and you also are leaving us a review so we can create more amazing content around those areas to help you level up to the next level and also bring amazing guest experts that can share their knowledge and expertise with you so that you can create amazing legacy. All right, Legacy Builders, welcome back to another show. I'm so excited to be back with you with another amazing guest and conversation. And today we're going to focus our conversation around the top skill set that we need to elevate our leadership skills as we all are um, always interested in understanding how to scale, how to grow, and also how to create more impact with the work and the businesses that we all have chosen as our vocation. So I'm so excited to have my amazing next guest um, today, Jonathan Bakhtari, an MD, as well as an entre very successful entrepreneur uh, that's going to share with you his journey on um, how did he actually start it? Uh, how did he actually start the work that he's doing? So Jonathan, welcome to the show. I'm so excited to have you part of our show today. Thank you so much for having me. It is such an amazing pleasure. So Jonathan, Jonathan, as I was saying, I know you're a very successful entrepreneur and D, you've been in the journey for a long, long time. So I know that you do meaningful work that contributes to society for sure. So if you could start or share with our audience some of the most meaningful, I guess, moments in your journey that led you to where you are today with the work that you're doing. Yeah, well, as um, you know, I, I'm a physician and uh, tr and I went down the traditional path of becoming a physician, but I think in the ever, uh, ever changing world of medicine and healthcare, uh, there was a lot of opportunities to grow and, and go in different directions other than the standard path that a lot of physicians take. So when those opportunities presented themselves, uh, we uh, I, I chose to you know, try out different um, different paths for my career that involved that involved administrative medicine, uh, in addition to clinical medicine, and eventually to uh, some business endeavors and and business development. So it was a continuing journey of growth of trying to keep growing and growing, uh, even when we got to, when I got to the point where I was a physician and practicing. Uh, not stopping there and continuing the journey. Mm. Well, that's very, very inspiring because, uh, you know, in, in this show, we're always elevating, evolving, learning and growing. And you you seem to be the perfect example of someone that didn't just focus on that one field, but continued to create and continue to uh, to create impact with uh, different areas as well. So I also know you also have a CEO school and we could definitely lean in that conversation that you teach uh, other people there are the CEOs and visionaries how to become better leaders. So what are some of those uh, skill sets that you feel based on the work that you do there are important for leaders to embrace? I think the first thing is to realize that some of the skills you need to be a leader or CEO uh, are not really soft skills that you can learn just from life. Um, you know, life skills wouldn't let you land the 747. 
and so I think if you look at it that way, life, you know, life experiences are not going to make you an effective leader. You actually have to go and get trained or acquire or get mentored. Uh, but just being a nice guy and people like you uh, or people respect you is, is very important and it's necessary, but it's not enough to be an effective leader. You actually have to go out and acquire those skill sets. Mm. And you, you do feel that these are skill sets that we can acquire because there's always this argument around leadership. Is it born or is it taught? But you're saying that these are trainable skills that we can all learn as leaders, correct? Exactly. That's exactly what I'm saying. Um, uh, just again, go, go back to the 747. No matter how smart you are, uh, what kind of life experiences you have, we put you in a cockpit of a 747 and at 30,000 feet, you're not going to land the plane. So it's doesn't, it doesn't equate with necessarily, uh, you know, having those life experiences, not being smart and having a lot of life experiences will add color and texture to your leadership and make you even better. But if you have not been mentored or reached out and tried to acquire those skill sets, uh, often what people wind up doing is they wind up um, learning by making mistakes and, and you know, maybe failing a couple of times. Uh, you wouldn't accept that landing at 747, right? You, you wouldn't say, okay, after I crash it twice, uh, I'll be a good pilot. And so same thing. Uh, if you don't acquire the skill sets, you're going to learn by trial and error. Um, some of those may be costly, some may be you know, a little bit costly, but either way, it's better to get fully trained and acquire the skill sets. And um, I, when I talk to people who started their own companies and whatever, and you ask them about their first few years, it's really like a, often just a litany of mistakes that in retrospect, they could have done better. And so a lot of people, you know, potentially become a good leader and CEO by going through the school of hard knocks and making the mistakes. But the goal is, you know, not to do that if, if possible. So uh, one of the things we encourage people is to think of leadership skills as hard skills and get a mentor and reach out and acquire those skill sets rather than trial and error. Mm, absolutely. It's definitely worth investing and learning and training yourself um, from other people's experience for sure. Because as you said, this could take, you know, time and, uh, and energy to go through your own trial and errors. But I find that the most important commodity that we all have that we don't get back is time, right? Time lost in trying to figure it out. And when there's people out there, obviously, that have figured it out is definitely wise to align yourself with those opportunities and those uh, those people for sure. Um, so Jonathan, back to some of those top skill sets that you've seen in your own journey as a successful entrepreneur and doctor, um, and also what you teach other entrepreneurs and CEOs in your school. What are those top, of the, the, those top five, let's say, let's kind of narrow those down, top five skills that you find, you know, um, someone would need to elevate their leadership? Well, the first skill that I think is really important is to know how to build culture. Uh, an organization is really at the core uh, a culture. 
and that culture can be positive, it can be negative, it can be neutral, but it doesn't happen by accident. Uh, a great culture rarely happens by accident. And if you're not cognizant of hiring the right people, uh, mentoring your, your leadership, and promoting a vision, an idea of where you want the organization to go, what it stands for, the principles, uh, then you, your likelihood of succeeding is going to be significantly less. So building the right culture is really, really important. Uh, the next thing I, I would focus on, especially early on, is hiring the right people. And it kind of ties into the culture thing because um, when you only have five people in your organization or three when you're starting out or six or eight, you know, three, four people who are not all dialed in can determine the faith of your organization. So building culture and hiring the right people at the onset. You know, if you're hiring your 99th accountant in the accounting department, you can afford to make a mistake. You know, when you're hiring the first finance person for your business, you can't afford to make a mistake. So to understand that you need to put some care and thought in hiring and firing um, initially, but then even throughout, because the right hires and the right, uh, you know, firings can cultivate the culture that you really are trying to promote. And so I think that's, that's another one. Um, the next one is really um, one of the things I talk about is soft leadership, how, how to get your way without demanding it. And I think that's a real skill set. Uh, it's easy to you know walk into a boardroom or a meeting room and bark out all the things you want. It's another thing to go in that meeting, have a list of things you want to accomplish and get it done without you actually having to ask for it. That's a skill set. Uh, it's, it's, it's a lot harder than it seems, but if you can perfect that, uh, it goes a long way. At the end of the day, people work for their bosses. They don't work for their company. And if they don't like their boss, it's not going to work out. So these are some of the, there's more, but let me just give you a few. Those are the ones that jump out at me that are must, must skill sets. Otherwise, the likelihood of you being successful is going to be diminished. Yeah, absolutely. Very important. And just to piggyback off that question, um, also from your own journey and the way that you also have made your decisions as a CEO and, and uh, being in so many areas sounds like and, you know, being focused in so many things, but really keeping, I'm sure, a very laser focus um, purpose around the work that you're doing and some of the right things that were going to help you kind of alleviate a lot of your time and the way that you have scaled uh, in your journey as well. What are some of those things that you could share with us based on your experience that have, have helped you besides the leadership, which I think is really important to elevate and scale and put your time wisely in the things that needed your attention or gave you the biggest ROI of your time and of course your income and also understood how to do the rest of delegating delegating or leadership or systems or other things that you have created what can you share with our audience around the scalability factor uh, that you have uh, learned that could be beneficial to us listening as well that's a great question 
Um, one of the most important things that I even now in retrospect realize is investing time, especially in your senior leadership and mentoring them uh, in in ways above and beyond what is normally done. So when someone hires a new head of a department, they may have they may interview them, hire them, and then maybe meet with them, you know, once a week, once a month to see how that department's doing. Uh, often, what we've done is with a new new leader is we'll meet with them daily for for an hour or two for weeks or months, and I call it you know micro mentoring instead of micromanaging. You don't you don't have to manage them; you just have to mentor them into the right way of thinking because you know if they're coming from a position that done didn't require some of these skill sets it's not going to naturally just occur to them and what you can do is there's a lot of upfront costs of micro mentoring really a lot of hours spent but then you may get a decade or two of benefit of this senior person this leader now um you being able to delegate big parts of your organization to them because they already know how you think they in essence are running the same game plan that that you had envisioned without literally looking over their shoulder and micromanaging them so if you don't want to micromanage someone for the next decade right spend you know a few months spending lots of lots of time micro-mentoring them, not just even on how to do things, but how to think about different issues in your industry, how to look at your industry, how to look at your company versus the competition, how to you know compare products and services on a broad level and understand what are the important points, what are the customers that we want to reach, who are the customers we don't want to reach, why, uh, explaining the whys of everything that's happening uh, which I think a lot of a lot of CEOs just take for granted. They hire someone for a, a department or a role, but don't spend the. And I don't. And I know why they don't spend. It's a lot of time. It's a lot, a lot of time that you're spending not really doing anything specific, rather than mentoring them in how to approach our industry, our field, our competition, our you know the culture in the organization. Uh, and reinforcing them with some of that. So it's upfront time, but then you won't have to, if, if done correctly, if it works out, you won't have to then spend a decade or two looking over this person's shoulder. Uh, you you pretty much can trust them to, to run the show. And this frees you up later on because you're, you're like, well, the marketing department is all taken care of. I, I don't even need to kind of think about that. Of course, you get reports and feedback, but in terms of direction or style or approach, that's already baked in the cake if you've done your job. Yeah, absolutely. Planting the seeds, working ahead of time is definitely a concept that um, it's very, very important in this journey of growing any business for sure. And uh, I like that concept, micro-mentoring. 
I never heard of it before, but that makes a lot of sense because it's also the connection that you get to build over time as well. And I think that's important too. Um, you know, and that's the way that they get to mirror some of the ways that you think, the way you make decisions, and then empower them to kind of find their own uh, gifts and skills and bring in the, uh, their own unique uh, experience to the table as well. Because I think that's definitely very helpful um, as well. Uh, for sure. Jonathan, how do you um, uh, spend your time? How have you kind of managed, how do you manage your day-to-day -day with the work that you are doing? Um, can you give us a rundown in your day-to-day, -day mm -hmm. so to speak? Yeah, well, uh, now that we've gotten to the level of maturity in terms of the senior staff, a lot of it is simply um, having interactions and meetings with my senior staff on different topics and understanding what direction they're going in and the feedback from them. Um, so once you have a strong team in place, you're not actually in the weeds of the operations, the day-to-day -day operations, but you're more pulled back and talking about changes of direction, services, products, strategies, uh, as opposed to you know literally being in the in the trenches and operationally, you know, how, how everything is going that day. So I would say if you do your job well, after a while, you're not involved in day-to-day -day operations, but in conjunction and, and in meetings with your senior staff, you talk about more higher level strategies and, and, um, and higher level thinking about how you can grow the business as opposed to just, you know, what happened today, you know, what's going to happen next Q1, Q2, Q3, Q4 of next year. Uh, and if you're, if you can be spending most of your day thinking about that rather than, you know, how many, how many sales did we make today? Or what, you know, what was the revenue from last week? And uh, you know, what things do we need to order? And so the less operations you can, be involved in day to day and more higher level, I think that gives you a rate, a higher rate of return for your time, for your company. And that that's a direction for many of us that might be listening, that might be at various stages of their business growth or their company growth. That's how you know if you that you're moving in the right direction when you are slowly removing yourself from those operational day-to-day uh, -day activities and going into more high-level strategic thinking for the future uh, vision and the growth of the company as well. Uh, Jonathan, I want to thank you for your uh, time and expertise and wisdom that you shared with us uh, today. Definitely a great conversation for a lot of us listening. I would love to ask you at the end of this interview uh, for a final message for our audience of uh, visionary CEOs and leaders and also so your plans for the future, where are you uh, projecting to grow and what kind of impact are you personally trying to create with your company as well? Yeah, we're uh, actually heavily involved in technology. We write our own software and our technology and we're rolling out some amazing new products uh, in 24. We're just sort of uh, putting the ribbon on those uh, and we're very excited about uh, the rollout for several of our companies with the technology we've been working on and the impact it should make on our on our, our customers, our clients, and as well as our staff. So 24 is our year of rolling out all this new stuff for uh, e-national testing, E7 Health, US Rec Test Center. So we're excited. It's going to be a fun year. I love that. And what is that legacy that you want to leave behind? 
You, you know, I, I think the biggest legacy um, for, in terms of the work we're doing is, you know, we're trying to make an impact in the industries we're involved in by making people's lives easier and making things that traditionally were difficult to get to more Am Amazon-esque. You know, we're just a few clicks and you get what you want. And uh, the more things w in our industry we can make like that to help everyone so they can get what they want with minimal friction, minimal roadblocks, and we can really grow grow the industry and make a lot of people's lives easier. Yeah. Well, that's that's what it's all about. Always about that impact and trying to create and make people's lives easier and better. I think that's always the uh, the birth of evolution everywhere we look. Jonathan, thank you so much. And I know you have an amazing podcast out there and also a beautiful website where you um, you have put a lot of resources for people to check out. So what are those two uh, two resources that you could share with us? Sure. Our, our website is baktarimd.com, B-A-K-T-A-R-I-M-D.com. And of course, uh, we have a podcast um, that's on all the platforms, but certainly on YouTube, Bakhtari MD, where we uh, do some of the crash CEO school and leadership stuff. So those are two good resources. All right. Well, there you go. Definitely go follow Jonathan on his website and uh, check out his podcast because uh, it definitely aligns with the audience and aligns with the work that we're all doing here. Jonathan, thank you so much for being here and thank you for your time, taking out time from your busy day. And I will see you next time with another amazing guest and interview. You know where to find our show. Thank you so much for listening and share it and also uh, subscribe. Thank you so much. Have a beautiful rest of your day, everybody. I am offering a free 30-minute discovery strategy business growth call for you in order to help you discover the foundational gaps that you might have between your book publishing, branding, marketing, sales, systems, and team so that you can make more impact and income in your business this year. Even if you decide not to receive the further support that I could provide for you, you will still walk away with amazing wisdom and value from my 20-year experience in helping entrepreneurs and growing my own successful business in what are some of the gaps that you are experiencing and how to connect those gaps with your ultimate business and life vision. Schedule a call now as my calendar gets booked very fast so that you could take advantage of this 30-minute opportunity to have a personalized chat together.